<laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Core Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today, man? Hello, everybody. Yes, that's right. I am the co-host. Thank you, I, Ryan, for bringing me in properly. Yeah, I, I made sure to remember this time because last time I fucked it up right away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty excited to do an episode on Stick to Your Guns, a band that we love very much, and we've been listening to them for a really long time and have seen them probably six to eight times now. Mm, maybe I mean, more I, for you maybe you and i have seen them like eight plus times i think i've seen them i mean i'd have to look at tickets and stuff and go through things but i'd probably say i've seen them over 20 times at least yeah i think the record right now for me as like a band i've seen the most is parkway drive i've seen them at least 10 times so mm. yeah i mean stick to your guns alone i went to see twice this year jesus and it's just now june Fuck. so i still have at least two more i could get through yeah, that's true. Uh, but before we, you know, dive into our conversation about Six Your Guns, we do want to talk about uh, some new music releases and then also some questions to answer and then um, one new industry update. But uh, Eric, what are some new music <clears throat> releases that really caught your eye this week um, or recently? Uh, well, there's a lot. There is a lot uh, there that actually came there. out. I'm trying to look through now. Um, there was a band that I forgot to talk about the other day called Ember Throne. It's all one word. It's a mixture of uh, like four different artists from four different bands. Like the guitarist was a touring guitarist from uh, DGD and yeah. the singers, the old Fallujah singer, the drummers from Decrepit Birth. So it's kind of a weird mix of, but it's, it's heavy. It's really good. Counterparts came out with a, a new single for their new album, a eulogy for those who still hear. Uh, that song's very good. I feel like this is going to be a really, really good album when it comes out. Um, I'll let you speak on it, but Thornhill did come out. Uh, Callus Dale Boys was a band that I found the other day and started blasting you guys with to check it out. It really was more of a Brian thing because I don't think you're going to like it. Yeah, it's more mathcore. I'm not. I, I'm sure you didn't listen to it. So no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're out of I think North Carolina. And they're kind of a weird, they're weird, but I like them. Um, they're heavy. Like they're kind of like a Dillinger. Okay. There's, a, there's like one or two chicks in the band. One's playing violin. The guy has a really, really good voice, uh, singing voice. And then um, harsh vocals is really good. Same guy. What else came out? Demon Hunter put out a new single. That's all right. Uh, Orphan Twin. That's a new band, but it's um, Corey from Norma Jean. Okay. Playing guitar and singing. And I believe, I'm pretty sure I saw it, but they have different last names. Pretty sure I saw something that said it was his brother on drums. Mm. So it's just the two of them. That's really good. That came out on Solid State. And then Darko USA put out another song. It's really pretty heavy too. And that's pretty much it, I guess. I thought there was more. Most of the stuff like, uh, when did that come out? Was that last, about the last week? No. Sorry, Hollow Front. Oh, I guess since the last time we've talked, actually, I could do that. Uh, Hollow Front came out, which that is so good, dude. You know, um, it's a really good album, just kind of from top to bottom. The the lyrics are really good. I think you talked to me that you said that you liked it a lot. And then the other one that's kind of a highlight for me is Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. And yeah, so that's kind of the new stuff I've been listening to. Yeah, it's pretty much just right now for uh, for me, Hollow Front. Uh, I didn't even know they had a new album coming out. So when it, when it did come out, it was pretty amazing. Uh, besides the one single that is on the record, Comatose. Um, 
Oh, that's the only one you had heard of? Yeah, because that was just like a single before they even announced the album. Announced the album. Yeah, they had put out a couple singles. You not following up or what? What's up? No, I don't really pay attention. Mm. Uh, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. You know, I love the band a lot. You know, Tyson was awesome when he was the lead singer before his passing. So they kind of, it just seems like they made this record as a tribute to like his legacy, I guess, because, you know, there's a different vocalist for every song from a variety of bands. Uh, I like the record a lot. Uh, I do just kind of wish, though, like they took the Love Forever, you know, that material and made a whole album out of it. But I also think Love Forever was also meant to be a tribute song as well. Like, this is it, you know, like their final stamp on maybe that music. So because like, honestly, this record's pretty different than the last one they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if they just did this for fun just to do like one more thing that's tribute. Uh, like I said, paying tribute to the name of the band and Tyson. Uh, so I think the record's great. And then you brought it up and you said, you let me, you know, touch on it is a uh, Thornhill heroin uh, at first on the first listen. Cause I listened to it probably four times now. Um, you know, it was iffy, you know, like I didn't know how to feel about it. Like I liked it, but I was like, I don't know. felt like the singles were better than that rest of the album. But I listened to after listening to it a couple more times, like it's a really good album. And I, I love like pretty much everything about it. I just now want to see where they go from here. Like, I want to see if they go back to like the dark pool sound where they're more metalcore uh, or they stick to this. Uh, either way, though, I think it's probably uh, my favorite record right now. Um, it's just it's a lot of what I wanted from it. I just I love the sound, um, you know, Jacob Carlton or Charlton. No, it's Carlton. Um, his vocals are insane and his range is pretty remarkable. So um just just the sound of like honestly if you listen to this record anyone listening like this is basically the sound that i'm kind of into right now so just the whole record is pretty much just a banger uh yeah that's it for new music releases i haven't really been listening to a lot of new music um you know like we talked about in the last episode i just throw something on that i know and then you know stop listening to music again so i don't really listen to it like i used to um but yeah, so that's pretty much it for new music. Uh, we did find out Parkway Drive will be releasing a new single soon. So hopefully we get to talk about that by the next episode. That'd be sweet. Uh, but yeah, we have some questions to answer. Uh, one of them is wacky as fuck. So uh, Alex asks, are you going to see the new Weird Al movie? No. No. <laughs> um, I don't care. Uh, if Brian was here, I know he would say yes, absolutely. I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Has he done some cool stuff and cool videos? Sure. There's a couple I can think of, but for the most part, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is best new band right now, in your opinion. Uh, you know, I'd probably just go with Thornhill. Although they're not new. They're I mean, not new. I don't listen to new yeah, bands that much. This is a stupid question for you. you don't listen to new music. And yeah. You, let's see. What does my library have? I mean, for me, I'm really into Darko USA. They're not super new, um, but they are still pretty new anyway. Um, I guess they've been coming out with stuff for a little while. They put out a full length in 2021, which is really good. They're just super heavy. It's the old drummer who plays all the music on the singles and album, uh, old drummer from Amur. Um, so that's where like, the groove kind of comes in and there's a lot of double bass on it. And then the singer is um, Tom Barber, or I'm sorry, screamer, harsh vocal uh, is Tom Barber. He used to be in Lorna Shore and he's now in Chelsea Grin. He just has a really good range of vocals, um, harsh vocals that is. 
and somebody screams i'm sorry somebody sings on one of the songs on their full length which is probably my favorite song on that album just because they kind of it's called donna track number three on the darko album um so somebody sings it might be tom but i'm not sure but either way that one's a good one and then i they're not super new either but they're new to me like i said earlier the callus uh dale boys just kind of different like i said they're mouth core they're heavy they're kind of sporadic they're all over the place um guy's got a really good voice so that's probably the other one i would i would say for me uh, i'd probably say the only new band that i could find in my library because <laughs> i really don't listen to new bands is uh throne uh it's just an, i just randomly found them on instagram they're technically metal according to apple music but they're definitely metal core they have an ep out called extended pain it did come out towards the end of last year um it's got five songs on it and they're just they're pretty decent you know i can see them continuing a a musical path uh it's t-h-r-o-w-n um they're, they're all right they're good something new um the only other band that i can think of was the guy i found on like tiktok who was doing covers but like his own music's pretty good what was that band? I, I know you're talking about levi something levi what's his thing called world divided world divided yeah and like his, heaven calls and madhouse are actually pretty solid fucking songs they yeah, sound well, like other you, they sound like other say, what would yeah you know, what would you call what would you say he is or what would you say they kind of do it's kind of like almost like dubstep well it's just it just reminds me of like early framing the horizon and um okay he sounds like other bands he just does a good job of making it sound like his own thing but he definitely has like massive influence oh a little bit of mirror in there too i'd say Mm, with the guitars yeah reminds me of like um i can't remember the song but anyways yeah so world divided is good um you know i talked to the dude on instagram and stuff he seems like a really nice guy who just really wants to you know make some music and you know have some success with it so the one thing I, the one thing i see because i follow him now because you told me the one thing i like about him is his voice is really good and all that um and he does cool covers and and does them well but i think his camera angles when he's doing his videos and kind of how he does his his stuff i think it's i don't know how what you would call it it's kind of like motion with him so when he's yeah. talking he, you know he's talking on the microphone before he starts screaming and then it's i think it's I think he does a lot of the stuff for TikTok, but um, I kind of like how the quality is for that because he's got really good quality video and sound. Yeah, so it is. it's nice to have somebody that can do this stuff and then actually gives a shit about the quality, not just, you know what I mean? The production right. anyway. That's true. Um, so that, to me, that, that makes him stand out a little bit more. So I'm looking right now. They're not a new band entirely, but they're a new band for me. And I've already talked to them about th- about them before. But if you still haven't listened to them, check out Bad Omens. Uh, they're they're new for me, uh, but I am looking right now. They've been around since 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is let's see what we got here. Uh, name one album that you would really want on vinyl that has never been released before. You know, we were kind of talking about this yesterday. The one album that comes to mind immediately when I think of this is Chiodos Illuminatio with Brandon. Um, uh, I forgot his last name, but uh, yeah, it didn't have um, what's his name? Fuck. <laughs> Craig, Craig Owens was Craig the original Chiodos singer. And then he stepped out for this album. And this one they did with a new singer named Brandon, who's kind of in the industry still, but he doesn't do anything like this. Uh, and I think this is easily their best record. 
and I would love to see it released. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, again, we kind of talked a little bit about this yesterday, but um, I agree with you 100% on the Chiodos Illuminatio. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever do it just because of the bullshit Greg Owens or whatever. Um, the one for me, I would, I'd like Demon Hunter. They're self-titled and Summer of Darkness, those two records, for sure. They've never done them, so and uh, those ones definitely hold a place in my heart for nostalgia i mean when when infected came out that single off of their self-titled the video i remember again i don't know if you might have been into stuff at that point maybe not but for sure chris and i saw it on like headbangers ball and it was just the the transfer between the heavy like the super heavy with the super clean um chorus was just really cool so those would be two records that i want um and then just to name a couple more, only because recently El Nino had put out, well, I don't know if it was them specifically, but the El Nino record, their first uh, full-length Revolution, Revolucion, came out. So I kind of wouldn't mind having the next three records after that because those are not on vinyl. The Nation Underground is pretty good. Yeah, so that's the third record. That one would be, that'd be cool. And then... Um, I'm trying to forget, I forget the fourth one. The, I, think was, I think it was the fourth record. It's the one with the blue color. So, yeah, 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 Enigma. So Revolution came out. It'd be nice to have Confession, One Nation Underground, and Enigma. But we'll they see what happens. They had a pretty good start as a band. Yeah, their first four records are pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Because Enigma is different, but if you go back to it, like you got Gorilla Carnival, Ally of Tyrants, you know, the, the last song, De Sangre Hermosa. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good songs in that record, too. Yeah. Yep. So So. those would be another couple that I wouldn't mind uh, picking up if they released them. Yeah. Um, I know you said something about... uh, What was the one you were talking about yesterday? Oh, uh, well, they did release them, but you want to repress. And I actually, I didn't even look, but you were talking about Halo 1, 2, and 3 soundtracks. They released one. Yeah, I think like if they did like a Halo Master Chief Collection vinyl pack, that'd mm. be amazing because it's literally all the Halos. That'd be cool. And then, you know, because um, yeah, video game music means a lot to me too. But I like Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green, I'd love to see that like on vinyl. Um, I just, I think it'd be amazing. So they um, have them, obviously, but you know too, they do have those. They're just bootlegs. Yeah, pretty good bootlegs. And too. they're really good bootlegs and they're really cool, really um, creative yeah. with everything. Brian has those, um, but those those are insanely priced right now. If you were to find them, but yeah, a legitimate, um, and that'd be crazy too if they did a Pokemon box of music vinyl. It'd be expensive as fuck. Oh, for sure. It'd probably be like six hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it for you know music vinyls because I the only ones I do have are like the Halo ones. Um, but yeah, Chiodos is just that's such a good album. I would love to see it put out on a, a good record. Mm. You know, who knows the designs they'd have for it, too. It'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so the next thing we want to talk about is some quick news before we jump into Stick to Your Guns, and that is the situation going on with the Tillion, from the lead singer from Dance, Gavin Dance. Um, I haven't really looked into it, so Eric, you kind of want to give a vague or... Yeah, I'll just give what I kind of know. Um, I don't know too much on it, but basically it sounds like a couple days ago, somebody, a woman came forward on Reddit 
she posted this whole thing about Tillian kind of <clears throat> basically sexual misconduct allegations saying, and I didn't read all, I didn't read it at all, to be honest. I just kind of read the cliff notes, if you will. Yeah. And then, um, and so that was one. And then there was a second woman because people on the first woman, people were kind of saying like, Oh, you know, where's the evidence? Do you have screenshots of this or that? pictures anything and she she didn't really i don't know if she replied it or anything like that but as far as i know there wasn't anything posted and then the second person woman came um and all of this was right after swan fest where you know he was having issues mentally and obviously tim had just died so i'm not saying he's was right in doing any of this i'm just saying he he was in a bad way so unfortunately you know these women unfortunately got the brunt of it but um the second woman actually came forward on reddit and posted screenshots and pictures and text threads and just all the stuff just really damning stuff and her story wasn't very kind either um as far as what she had to deal with so essentially you know tillian came out and i think he might have came out and said like oh you know basically i don't want to say he didn't uh, he didn't he didn't say that he didn't do it but kind of, um, it sounded like, seemed like he was just like, oh, well, we'll see what, we'll see when the truth comes out or something like that. And then the second woman came out and then uh, the band released the whole statement, basically saying that Tillian's no longer going to be with the band that he's going to, you know, take time off or whatever, go get treatment, this, that, and the other thing. And um, the band will still move forward with their tours and release Jackpot Juicer, uh, due to Tim and kind of trying to um, preserve his legacy, if you will. And uh, yeah. And so that's where they're at right now. Um, you know, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We were, we were kind of talking about it. It's like, you know, what do, what do, I know you're not a huge fan at all. Um, probably less of a fan now. Well, maybe. Um, but I, I just don't know what they would really be able to do now. Um, you know, there's like three things they, they could do. And I feel like the biggest thing is they should really just take a hiatus with this. I don't think they can release the album. They can do all that stuff. Maybe finish out the tour they're on. I think they're on a tour. They have some pretty decent tours booked moving forward. But I just feel like with everything they've had to go go through with Tim, with Tillian, with COVID, with the Swan Fest, with um, and everything that they deal with. Cause I mean, all those guys are in different bands, literally they're in like two to three different bands, everybody. Um, so I feel like maybe DGD needs to take a break to be quite honest with you. I mean, every two to three years, no more, they put out a record. So not only are they doing all that stuff and Will Swan's got blue Swan records that he, um, you know, he runs, I believe. I mean, there's just so much that these guys are doing. I feel like they're just taking on too much and, and things are crashing around them. You know, I mean, the whole history of the band, they've had so much um, turmoil with Johnny Craig and then Kurt leaving and Johnny's back. Then he leaves or he gets kicked out. And then Tillian, Tillian was good. And then, they, you know, now here we are. So I don't know. I think a hiatus would probably be the best thing for them right now. Uh, yeah. You know, um, yeah, I mean, the whole situation sucks. You hate to see it. Uh, but honestly i just think of like the band's history with when they what they've had with their singers and everything else that you pretty much just brought up yeah i think it's just like 
I think it's time to just hang it up, you know, just go work on your other projects. You know, you said Will's got his record label. Um, you know, just focus on other shit. I mean, there's what 10 records out now, or you know, after Jackpot Juicer or yeah, eight, eight or nine, one of them. It's nine or ten. It's a lot, man. You know, you could probably just stop making music with the this banner. You know, you can literally go do secret band or whatever else they got going on. I mean Cianvar, Secret Band, Idola um dgd obviously i mean there's a couple other ones i'm missing yeah so i just feel like there's just too much going on for these guys you know after these tours that you you just mentioned that they had booked maybe just finish up the tours and do what thrice did and just do a hiatus until you feel like you want to come back you know alexis on fire and thrice both of our you know a couple of our favorite bands they you know we saw thrice on their farewell tour and it honestly did seem like they wouldn't come back and then they came back and they're doing great and they seem happier than ever to be back so you know a solid break you know maybe for two or three years or however long it takes you know could be very beneficial to them mentally and physically and uh create creatively as well you know maybe they just need to take a break uh you know jackpot juicer has jack pot juicer hasn't come out yet so we don't know you know how good it's going to be or not so maybe uh maybe we help you know based on the you know, feedback from that they'll decide to move forward or uh you make andrew the lead singer which is something you guys are talking about in the group chat and then you know brian posted a video of him for whatever reason singing oh because tillian had covid at last mm-hmm. minute so andrew had to sing andrew sounded perfectly fine and that was like without even like really harnessing you know you know rehearsing the songs and and practicing you know through and throughout so uh i mean it'd be interesting to see where they go to, more than anything i guess as a casual listener like myself um i wouldn't even call myself a fan really but um they have a yeah, lot so of I mean, options yeah i was gonna say they have a couple options and you know i think it's really kind of three things do they a take the hiatus do they b you know get a replacement singer for tillian and just that's it for tillian um and again it could be andrew it could be bringing kurt travis back i know that uh, brian had brought up twitter was kind of going off with that and kurt was liking all of those uh, posts that said, I'll oh, bring Kurt back. Um, or yeah, just disband and yeah. just call it a day. I yeah, mean, they've I done mean, a lot. Yeah. They've done more than enough to with their discography and then, you know, performances, you know, around the world, you know, with, mm. tu- with touring and whatnot. So I don't think there's any shame in hanging up the coat, calling it a day, you know? Yeah. Uh, it does suck, but, you know, we were just talking about this with Azalea dying with all the, you know, all the shit that just, I mean, kind of not the same thing, but all, like the same type of, you know, um, you know, pe- members leaving or occurrences, you know, with Tim trying to, you know, murder his wife, you know, <laughs> didn't do it. I know, but I like to say it like that because you always have a specific reaction to it. So it's funny to me, but, you know, I think Azalea dying should stop too. Like, I, I would love it if they just stopped making music. And it's crazy to say that out loud because I love the band a lot, but it's also like, it, well, you know, what's absolutely best for the guys that are in the band. And it just seems like maybe not making music anymore for Asley dying and maybe starting other projects or moving uh, with other bands already in is probably a better route. So yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. We'll obviously, uh, you know, keep an eye on it and then, you know, provide updates because, you know, dance Gavin dance is such a huge band. Um, it is going to be interesting to see how they play it out. And then, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. We're here to talk about stick to your guns. So we're going to go ahead and dive into that now and, pretty much starting off with, you know, 
um, kind of a curveball, I guess, for us, but more of like why we love the band. And then we'll go to get into when we first heard them and then, you know, maybe when we first saw them and then the records. But like, what about them today, though, Eric, like really stands out to you after all these years? Um, for me, I think it's Jesse. I mean, it's all the guys, but Jesse and his voice, his vocal range is very good. Um, his scream, I, I don't feel like there's too many people that kind of sound like him. I feel like <clears throat> when you hear Jesse, like, you know, it's Jesse, yeah. even with his singing voice. Um, I think he's very ambitious, which makes me, um, which makes me kind of happy, I guess, if you will, just to see that somebody's never staying stagnant. I mean, he's, he, he's doing a nonprofit book thing and uh, bookstore where he's giving to the homeless shelters or um, homeless and just anybody in his community. Um, he opened up that this last year. Other people records, trade win. Yeah, he's got other people records, trade win, wish you were here, stick to your cold guns. Cold, oh, cold snap. So good. Um, forgot about cold snap. I got the little little record, seven inch. Anyway, um, I just feel like he's just very ambitious. Um, and coming from what he's, you know, said in his lyrics for, and then also in interviews and on stage, I mean, I believe I could be completely wrong, but I believe at a young age, he, you know, he left, he left his parents' house. I believe he didn't care for his stepdad at the time, you know, just kind of rebellious young kid and to see what he's done and what he's become now with the band. And um, they've had such a solid lineup for the last, since diamond, they've had the same um, people, um, which makes it just all that much better to be quite honest. And um, it's just really cool to see what these guys have done. I think all their records are pretty great for different reasons. Um, but yeah, they're just, I don't know. I mean, and I don't, I, don't, I like his unapologetic stance on whatever he believes, whether you like it or not, you know, um, I know that he he's pissed off some people and, you know, whatever it is what it is, but um I think I enjoy someone kind of more real like that than, than the opposite. So a lot of what I like too, was because Evergreen Terrace was a really big kind of band for us. And when they brought in Josh James of Evergreen Terrace to play guitar, uh, I thought that that kind of changed a couple things for them. And then I just like Josh, you know, we've liked Josh, we've, we've watched Casey Jones and uh, I'm sorry, Evergreen Terrace. So, that was another thing and just kind of, like I said, just knowing what these guys have gone through and they continue to put out solid music. It's just that they're one of my favorite bands. And then, you know, Diamond coming out when it did uh, was big for me. Um, the whole album's just really, really good. The songs are very good. The lyrics, everything's just, they're all, all most of what they do, if not everything is just solid. So that's why. Yeah, uh, Jesse's pretty incredible, you know, with his vocal range and, you know, his scream is 100% identifiable as like, you know, that's him for sure when you hear it. And I, I agree when Diamond came out, because I think it was 2011 or 2012, um, 11. you know, when that record came out, I was just at a, I just graduated high school and just got my first job. And, you know, I, I was always playing that you know, record when I was driving to work, actually, no, I had a massive variety of music back then. Uh, Cause I was still paying attention to new bands, but yeah, diamond is insane. Like we still believe came out and it was just a, a completely different song for them. And it was just a really good song though. And then uh, empty heads came out and that's where Josh and Chris are both screaming in, um, in it as well. And 
uh, it just their the level of creativity. And they talk about this too on the, their own podcast that they do against them all. Uh, they do talk about how, like when Josh came in the band and, you know, Chris, Chris, Josh, and Jesse just like really enjoyed writing the songs, you know, all the whole band writes the songs, but you know, they just, it just felt like their creativity just, you know, kind of just got amplified like crazy with, with, uh, Josh's edition, you know, like Evergreen Terrace's, you know, Wolf Biker, that album's really good. And, and then Almost Home just came out and that was a fantastic record. Please check it out if you haven't yet. And then Josh left the band, went in to stick to your guns. And the guy's just got a crazy on stage presence when he's, you know, performing live. His his scream as well, like you said, with Casey Jones and the Evergreen Terrace, he's very identifiable. So to have all these guys singing and then, you know, all of them writing the songs. It just felt like a massive step up from Hope Division, which Hope Division is good, though. You know, it's not bad or anything. It's just uh, Diamond really did feel like a massive step up. And then you had Disobedient after that, you know, and that was that was good. So for me, like Six Year Guns has always been consistent. And I love how powerful the songs are. Uh, you know, like you said, whether you agree with Jesse or not, he's unapologetic and what he uh, stands for. But there is a massive variety of songs that. I think anyone from any walk of life can really relate to uh, that he writes. And I think that's like the beauty of it is, you know, he's not a, a one-sided individual. He definitely, I think, touches on several key issues or moments in life that almost anyone can connect with. So that's pretty much why I like them. But do you remember the first time you ever heard Stick to Your Guns? Because I do, and I'm pretty sure it comes from the heart. But what, what about you? It was, uh, this is more. Nice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It was this is more. Um, <clears throat> my buddy was playing it in high school. Or no, no, no. We were out of high school. Yeah, we were out, but um, I believe we were. I'm trying to see now real quick. No, I was still in there. Sorry. Yeah. It yeah, was like senior year. Yeah. Senior year, junior year, somewhere in there. That um, and I wanna say, I wanna say I saw them at Showcase Theater. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we did watch them at the showcase. If not, we've definitely seen them. I've seen them at Chain Reaction. I mean, too many times to count. So it was one of the two, but I don't know what year. It was either within the For What It's Worth era or Comes From The Heart. It was before Hope Division, for sure. Yeah, no, um, yeah, this is more, is till this day still such a banger when they play it. And, you know, for a while they weren't even playing it. Right. And, and so I remember when you bought me tickets for my birthday because uh, July 20th, 21st, and the 22nd, 22nd. I think it was 21st, 22nd, 23rd. But anyways, they played Hope Division and then they played uh, Diamond and then they played Disobedient. So uh, Hope Division night was Ghost Inside or no, uh, Straight from the Path. And then uh, Diamond night was uh, Ghost Inside. And I forgot who was the third night, but you weren't able to make it to one of them. So Brandon filled in for you because mm. you had to work and then they played This Is More. And I still have the video on my phone somewhere. Uh, dude, it was fucking nuts because it was the first time they played it in, according to them, in a really long time. And then they just started playing it after that because so many people went nuts. I mean, and that was that chain reaction and just the entire place just erupted. I, there was not a single person standing still. Uh, it was fucking dope. Um, so, yeah, th this band uh, is pretty remarkable and I think comes from the heart um, is 100 percent the first time I listened to him because I remember you playing Enough is Enough. Mm -hmm. and that song is so good oh i'd love uh, to hear them redo it you know because i know jesse doesn't care for that album because of the production but as we were getting ready for this i listened to it, that album of course 
It's, it's such a good album. Bangers, and it doesn't sound that bad. I'm but knowing his so range bad. now, though, I would love oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. see him and Chris and maybe throw in Josh this time. Like, oh yeah, uh, there's so much potential there for a remaster. Uh, same thing with um for what it's worth too, though. Like, I think yeah. both of those should get remasters, like a maybe like a double-sided remaster. Or re-recording. Uh, I'm sorry, re-recording. Um yeah, I think I think um it, it's their first record. It's you know, um I mean, Jesse didn't know what he was doing. He's absolutely 100 percent better than he was on those two albums. And I think those two being re-recorded would be so fucking cool. I'd love to see that. We should go fund me. We should start a GoFundMe. Yeah, let's just do it for him. Yeah. We'll pay it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Comes from the Heart was great. And then uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the first time you saw them, but do you have a most memorable show from them? So I kind of did touch on the whole birthday shows, but I actually have one more. But is there any like concert where you saw them and you're like, dude, this is this is easily the best time I've seen them, which is crazy because we've seen them so much, but um i remember going to a going to a church yep <laughs> i was gonna did, say did that with me yeah i couldn't remember if you were there or not we, we parked on the yeah we parked on the train tracks and we had to like walk up the hill a little bit and then it was, that's where they played build upon the sand for the first time mm-hmm. and i was like blown away by it yeah it's called like the nitty not the nitty-gritty no. um, was it nitty-gritty i think so it's not there uh, anymore whatever we went yeah, to it's not there, it's anymore. not there anymore it was an upland it, it, yeah it might have been nitty-gritty yeah it was fucking insane. It was such yeah. a good show, dude. I remember, yeah. Corey went, uh, maybe someone else. Yeah, you had Chris. your you had your Chris went. You had your Acura. We were drinking Jerry's in the parking lot and we walked up the dude. I remember it like it was nothing, or like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um that that's my favorite stick to your gun show that we went to for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh well, and that was during Diamond Time. So well, it just had come out too. It did it. Oh, was it oh, it might have been a CD release show maybe yes yeah i mean it was very fresh that's all i remember i do remember yeah. i do remember now that you're bringing it up built upon the sand i was freaking the fuck out because that was one of our favorite songs at the time i mean it still yeah. is one but when that album came out it was one of the ones the big ones for us um yeah and then i, I want to say like a lot of the time well and then the second time would be what you brought up the birthday shows that was really cool because it, it landed in between your on your birthday and we loved Hope Division Diamond and D- Disobedient. Uh, I know I couldn't make which one did I miss? Hope Division. Yeah, you miss Hope. Uh, Hope no, Division. I missed Diamond. I think you either you missed Diamond or Hope Division, or you were there for Dis. Or maybe it was Disobedient. No, I, I saw know, Hope dude. Division. I know I saw Hope <laughs> Division because that was one I actually really wanted to see because I'd seen Diamond them on Diamond so much. I think I might have missed Diamond. Got it. I think it was the one in the middle of the um, the one in the middle, uh, which would have been. Uh, diamond but yeah so i think those two kind of stand out i mean we've seen them at glass we've seen a chain you know house of blues i mean we've seen oh you know the other one that stands out now that i think about it um the road trip to soma Uh, comes the horseman yeah (laughs) my children my bride or stick your guns my children my bride parkway drive and then the next day it was the that uh, winds of plague kind of oh my god you remember that you me chris Mike, Jay, Andrew, Eddie. I think that was it. We all drove down there. And, Dude, that, that uh, we watched. A, so that was a cool one, too. So th- there's a couple. Yeah, I miss when all of us used to go. Good times. <laughs> Damn, getting old sucks. Because I do remember, like, all of us. Like, just so many of us. Like, I saw the picture the other day. Uh, it was on my Facebook. Because I was just looking for old photos of me. Like, when I, what I look like in high school. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh, 
Mr. Mr. Brusso, you know, taking a picture with us at Glass House with mm. Eddie. And uh, that's where he signed my poster for that that record. And he said to us, don't run in the hall don't or something. Don't run in the hall, kids. Yeah. Or something. And it's uh, you, me, Eddie, and I think Corey uh, is a solid picture. And then, you know, Matt Brusso is just taking up most of the, you know, he's in front of us like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I miss going with everyone. But yeah, so those are definitely some solid Stick to Your Guns concerts. And now I kind of want to dive into like the records, you know, we, we could start off with For What It's Worth. And we kind of already touched on it, so it'll probably be pretty quick. But, you know, I, I think the record's cool. But honestly, it's just this is more. I would like to see this re-recorded. Um, but, you know, like, is there anything else about For What It's Worth you'd like to add? That we I mean, for me, for me, that was like the first record I heard him. So, I mean, it, it holds a little bit of a special place in my heart. The vocals are not great. The production's not great. Jesse will be the first one to say that before anybody, right? I'm pretty sure I've heard him say that. And same thing with Comes From The Heart. But it's a really good star with really good, quote unquote, hardcore songs. They are great songs. That's why I wouldn't mind. I'd love to actually hear them re-recorded now. Um, they're very good songs. The lyrics are amazing. The, the chants, the sing-alongs. I mean, I wrote down, rest assured that with a heart that's pure, we'll be victorious and not let our hate get the best of us. Like, that, I know there's more to that, but um, that right there is just like, and the way that he says it, his approach to it, even being so young when they recorded that, I mean, 2005, well, probably 2004 or whatever, um, it, it still stands out. Um, could it be better? Yes, of course it could be. Um, but it still has amazing songs on it. And and it just kind of hits a little bit harder, too. I feel like, you know, I don't know if that's production or the tone of the guitar. I just feel like uh, that album and same thing with Comes From The Heart kind of hit a little bit heavier. Um, like Fire With Fire, the start to that song is really pretty great. And then, you know, obviously comes from the heart. Um, no, the, uh, sorry, this is more colorblind. I mean, there's just a lot of, a lot of great songs on here. Plus the uh, two bonus tracks when they re-released it, Such an Outrage and Laugh Right Back. I mean, that was one thing I want to bring up is their bonus tracks, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with this, though. It's like, you know, for the time that he wrote these songs for for what it's worth, it's pretty crazy that This Is More has such deep ass fucking lyrics because uh, they're pretty, pretty damn good for someone who was in high school, you know, writing this shit. So yeah. um, it's uh, it's pretty nuts. But yeah, so the, I mean, for what it's worth, it's it's a definitely interesting album to listen to considering where they're at today. But, you know, it comes from the heart is kind of, where I, like I said, where I started and I'm looking at it right now. So you got accessory children, which is great. Enough is enough is the first one I, I knew I listened to off this record. And then tonight's entertainment. And then we're what separates the heart from the heartless. Um, I mean, damn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this song's got driving force, you know, tonight's entertainment, like you said, accessory enough is enough. Part of me is really, really good. And then what's we're what separates the heart from the heartless. And again, that was the song that I think I wrote notes on. Um, and then there's someone else that, you know, should be shouted out who will never, ever hear this. You know who that is? Casey. Casey fucking Lagos. Yeah, because I forgot that this is the record that he really um, worked with Jesse on. And then because if, if you look right now on iTunes, because this is where I remembered, you know, he's listed as one of the writers besides Jesse. But yeah, Casey Lagos was um, his friend from Orange County. Um, he played the drums 
Uh, Casey's kind of a jack of all trades, though, uh, musically, I would say. Uh, he has his own solo project, Sea Lakes, where he released a few songs back in the day, and they were cool, uh, considering he did it all on his own. But he uh, was in the band for a little bit, a very, very short period of time. But I know him and Jesse are like still friends to this day. Um, it's funny, I actually hit him up on Instagram like a couple of years ago or something, just mm-hmm. talking to him about Sea Lakes. Yeah, Casey was also in Parkway Drive for a little bit, touring as a tour drummer. Touring, yeah, I think so. Um, just real quick. Yeah, but. I'm sorry. Uh, was it Asley dying? Not Parkway. I don't fucking remember. I just know that he's in one of the other big bands that we've listened to for a little yeah. bit. Uh, but yeah, so shout out to him. Um, but yeah, you know, what is there anything you want to say to comes from the heart? You know, it's pretty much like the rest of the records from here where we can really speak to them. Yeah, I mean, comes from the heart. The only kind of things that I, I thought about when I while I was listening to was just, again, not great production, slightly better. The vocals were better. The screen was so the much screams and sings and singing uh, voice was better for sure. I mean, yet again, just a, a great follow up for them. Um, again, based off lyrics and the music itself. I mean, I, I think, like I said, I think that the, it's still hits pretty hard uh, listening to it again. So that's yeah. kind of about it. Um, it is one of my, I know that, he, like I said, I know he doesn't really care for it. And I don't know about the other guys, but. Uh, I this might be like my second favorite album from them. That's why I really wouldn't. I'd really love to hear it be recorded. Like hands down, that one for sure. Yeah, I mean, this is a very good album that I just like. You're saying is just like with his range and his vocals today, and you know the the quality of audio. You know, an audio production that you'd have with the record, it'd, it'd be very different in the best way possible. I think, I think it would really come out well and well received too. So I don't know, hopefully uh, someday they do it. Just keep uh, putting it out in the ether and just keep talking about it until it happens. Basically. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. And then uh, next up is one that I think really started to, you know, move, move the meter for them and raise the bar in, t- in terms of what they could do. Uh, so we got hope division with just some, fucking really good songs uh their main single off this one was amber uh, a song jesse wrote about his sister and uh it's just a really really good song with the guitar riffs and you know his clean vocals Uh, i really like it where the sun never sleeps is incredible some kind of hope (laughs) i actually um let's see if i can find it i actually put uh i think i actually just my senior quote was from this Mm -hmm. uh song I think it's um, in a world that in the world that hates, we understand we are some kind of hope. Um, Something like that. I'm trying to just double check, but no, that's what it is. Um, In a world that can't, we can in a world that hates, we understand. So I put that as my senior quote. So I love stick to your guns, man. These these guys are awesome. Uh, Some kind of hope's good. Three sixties. Great. Uh, no cover life through Western eyes, wolves at the door. I mean, faith in the untamed. They're just the whole thing's good. It's just this, a, one, this yeah. one's really, really good. Yeah. Um, for this, you know, record or um, production quality went up. He started. I feel like this is where they started to hit their stride a little bit. Their um, their writing was more solid. They started getting um, current members into the band. And I think that shows for this record. The other thing too is I feel like. Uh, jesse's lyrics i think they've always been great but i feel like 
these lyrics on this album and then kind of moving forward into Diamond and Slightly in Disobedient, um, they resonated a little bit better with <clears throat> with uh, people, I think. I feel, I feel like even with like, I'm just like even speaking on myself, you know, stuff he was talking about was a little more um, personable, stuff you could relate to. Um, and the intensity in his voice, uh, well, actually, I guess it's, it, it, there's, uh, it might be some kind of hope. I'm trying to remember what songs, um, the, just the intensity in his voice, you can feel what the fuck, like how he feels about these things. Well, yeah, he definitely, I mean, it's, it's natural to him because it obviously the song means so much to him because he's writing them, like you're mm-hmm. saying, but he definitely knows how to draw out his voice, you know, like towards the end of built upon the sand, which we, you know, we'll get into diamond, you know, when the last time he says, I understand you, the, the, you is extremely drawn out as opposed to the ones he said before where they're shorter. Mm. So no, I just think he really adds a level of emotion to these songs that, you know, they're very powerful and, and you're right, you know, like his writing with, you know, hope division started to get more um, personal and, and uh you know family oriented or just you know friends and just you know shit that's happened to him um yeah i think it's a pretty pretty damn solid and this came out in 2010 Mm -hmm. june Uh, 1st 2010 so yeah just a a really good album i love the artwork too Uh, i love like the the um like just the font too for like stick to your guns yeah and the logo yeah the recycle heart um, this is when they started doing these recycle logos and I was like, fuck yeah, they're fucking sick. Uh, the diamond one's great too. Uh, yeah. So like, it was really cool to see hope division played out in full, you know, um, for that birthday weekend. Um, yeah, I don't think we'll ever see that again. So I, I definitely glad I went. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to say about hope division before we jump into diamond? Probably. Well, I was just looking at the, the, um, I feel like they're a really accessible band. You know, Amber, even though they, it's a little heavy, there's the double bass. Jesse's got such an amazing, harsh vocal. But you, know, you think about Amber, the chorus on that is just so accessible. Yeah. Um, some kind of hope. I'm also looking at the track listing. I mean, they kind of just do different things that, you know, not, a, I don't know if most quote unquote hardcore bands would do with Arita or um, what's the other one? So well, you Supper, got uh, Suffer and Lop. What law Potterosa? Yeah, Potterosa. And then and then <laughs> Potterosa. Never mind. I'm not gonna try. Anyway, um, and then they I forgot that they have the uh, ukulele cover of This Is More as a hidden track, which is really cool. Yeah, this is a fan submitted thing, and um, I forgot what they were actually doing for that, but yeah, they, actually I think it was just it somebody. Live. Yeah. Oh yeah, huh? we did see that. Yeah, I think it was just somebody that kind of posted on YouTube and kind of blew up, and so they put it on the record but um i don't know i just feel like this record really set them on a, a higher trajectory and you know think and the other thing too is they, they uh came out of the gates kind of swinging a little bit with record labels as well um because comes from the heart came out on uh century media which is at that time was pretty it, they are still pretty big but at that time i felt like they had a lot of big bands um and then they switched over to sumerian records who was kind of new at the time in 2010 to put out hope division and the next two albums. Um, but yeah, it's kind of all I out for that for hope division. I mean, it's just freaking absolutely solid record. 
Yeah, it, it's so good. Um, I love it. And then next up, uh, the record that really put them on the map, if people weren't familiar yet, definitely in the scene themselves. Um, but if you were in the scene and didn't know them, it's pretty much shocking. Uh, is fucking Diamond. You know, Diamond came out and... You know, they had we had uh, against them all as a single. Uh, they're actually actually before I forget, the first single that came out for this record was "Bringing You Down," which was good. You know, it wasn't a bad song at all. Um, definitely an interesting follow up to Hope Division. But then the the second single was "We Still Believe," and or I'm sorry, the third one was "We Still Believe." I think "Against Them All" actually came out second. Uh, "Against Them All" is really really fucking good, and I was like, all right you know, this is exciting, very exciting. Cause you know, we, we pay attention to all these singles coming out and then we still believe hit. And it was a very good change. Um, it felt re- really natural for them because it's definitely a lot of a lighter song as opposed to the other singles, but also their previous releases. Uh, but we still believe blew up uh, in terms of like them being a hardcore band and then putting out a, a song like this, you know, I think the YouTube views and there goes my webcam. <laughs> uh let's see i'll check it out real quick while i'm talking because master cheeks um yeah so the music video did really good so it came out 10 years ago of course but the music video has 4.7 million views it's just you know and then jesse's acoustic version that you know ash from samirian asked him to do or you know let him do is just a acoustic performance video that's almost at a million views like the song the song took off i mean people fucking heard about this song and definitely got into the band and then, um, you know, it released and then, you know, we start off with Diamond and then you got, you know, later in the record, Die, you know, Diamond, but I am Diamond. Just so many powerful songs lyrically. Um, you know, Eric, go ahead and talk about Diamond real quick. Yeah, I mean, this one, again, like I said, uh, Hope Division really kind of set them off. But this one definitely, like, you're, like you were talking, really elevated them to another level, I believe. Um, the two singles bringing you down and against them all were really good, <clears throat> but we still believe really hit me. Um, that's why I have it tattooed on my back with the uh, diamond uh, recycled diamond. Just all the lyrics in this song, in this album um, just really resonated with me and kind of, they still do. Cause I, again, we listened to this. I listened to this again uh, over the last week or two. And um, they're just positive. There's a lot of positivity, but it's kind of, it's like positive and negative. It's really kind of a balance in between that he jumps in between when you're reading, listening to the, the lyrics, you know, cause he could have a song like uh, empty heads, but before that you just had, we still believe. And everything about this album is just fucking awesome. Um, Pretty much. I mean, there's no bad song um, to me, to me anyway, a lot of the, uh, I don't know what you want to call them. They're like the cut audio cut in, you know, quotes and stuff Yeah, like Gandhi and stuff. And- yeah. Gandhi and like the news where they're talking about stoning gay people. And the reason that they throw that in there is to, um, you know, I, I imagine the reason they threw it in there was based off their lyrics and what they're talking about and kind of where they stand on this and um you know i just really at this time when this came out i think i was in the the head the right headspace for this that's why this album is my favorite album from them um but it's just 
it's just absolutely solid. You know, if they did a, if they did a, a new um, tour or, a, you know, they announced like your birthday thing, I would go see it. I've seen it. Diamond was probably the one album you and I was and Chris and Corey um, that we saw these guys on so much um, for touring and shows and stuff. And I've seen this, we've seen this played out a couple times and I would still go watch them again if they decided to do some sort of special, you know, play through the album. But it's just a album that I kind of hold near and dear. I mean, the uh, We Still Believe acoustic version is so good. And then yeah, the two yeah. other songs, Just Like Me and I Resist, the bonus tracks, again. Just Like Me is really good. Yeah. I like I Resist. It's, you know, it's 100 or one minute and 40 seconds. It's real short. But I kind of like some of the songs that they do that are short. That's why I like um, For What It's Worth as well, because they had a lot of short songs on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a really fucking good album. I mean, there's not much else to say besides that. Yeah, it's uh, sorry. I, I was like listening to you and then like getting a, getting hyped up because I was watching the We Still Believe music video at the same time. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen I haven't I got to watch some of the videos for this. Like I haven't. Uh... I forgot the Ghost Inside's in it. Like they have they kind of did like, oh. the all I want thing where like some other bands are in it too, like saying we still believe. Mm. But yeah, you know, uh, we still believe is great. You know, we talked about built upon the sand, literally to wrap up the original version of the record. You know, um, what a fucking final track! Probably one of my favorites of all time. Um, you know, uh, empty heads is great. Life in a box. You know, because you know these guys are really good at making these short songs that are extremely impactful. Like you're saying with I resist and stuff. Cause you have, I am, you know, diamond, I am, you know, you have diamond and then life in the box. Like these lyrics are fucking nuts. And, you know, um, you know, that's something we've talked about before is how Jesse says, like, we scream so you can listen, you know, so you hear us. And so like every time, you know, you listen to these, you know, songs they are just so powerful because you know, that he really gives a shit about what he's writing about. So mm-hmm. yeah, diamond was insane. And you're right. You know, like when this record came out, this is probably the most we've ever seen them during, you know, between, uh, you know, studio releases, you know, uh, I'd say data remembers like that too, like homesick, that whole era. I feel like we saw them so much during the homesick era. It was pretty nuts. Um, yeah. So yeah, diamond's great. If you haven't heard diamond yet, stop what you're doing. Stop listening to this and just go listen to it. Uh, Cause yeah, it's pretty fucking great. Yeah. And then I wrote down on here, the lyric and I'm forget you, you might know what song it is. I didn't write the song for some reason. It just resonated with me as I was listening to it again. I know what's in front of me is a reflection of what's inside of me. I need to see my, I, I see I need to be myself because it's so lonely in the eyes of someone else. And like that right there is just a testament to some of the lyrics that he writes. Um, and if you really sit and think about that, I mean, it kind of, I think everybody does that and could, you know, could use um, lyrics like that to, to kind of bring themselves out and kind of, realize that they need to live for themselves and you know shit like that and i think uh music and lyrics are an interpretation of yourself so it's not like what i how i hear it and see it is is how you would see it but um i just think that that was one lyric that as i was listening just really kind of um resonated with me i mean i know there's a bunch of other lyrics on this damn thing with the we you know beyond the sun what's your favorite song on this record hands down is it built upon the sand yeah okay yeah i think beyond the sun and we still believe are my my two 
But um, I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah. That's why, you know, it kind of irritates me. Some, I, I guess I don't hear it that much, but I know Brandon kind of brings, had talked about it the last time he was on. You know, people just, all they hear is the heavy music and the, the uh, screaming and the, you know. But if you listen to stuff like this, I mean, and you actually read the lyrics, it's like, holy shit, you know, they're not talking about whatever they, people think they're talking about. It's real life shit. It's, you know, struggle. It's, you know, personal shit that he's gone through and uh, deal with still deals with today yeah i see myself and i need i and i and in jesus christ this apple music just fucked me over so hard uh i know what's in front of me is a reflection of what i see in my inside of me and i see i need to be myself because it's so lonely in the eyes of someone else it's diamond it's the very first song on the record is it okay sorry uh yeah i was shuffle i just shuffled i didn't think i needed to go through each record i just literally put it on shuffle so i could hear the songs um that's kind of like my it's not that like hip-hop or rap or country sucks because they got some good songs too but that does kind of like bother me when people like look at this music and just because they're screaming vocals like they're scared of it or whatever yeah because i would i would wager that the lyrics that these guys write you know a lot of the bands we listen to are way more powerful than others, but I guess at the end of the day too, it's up to the listener's interpretation of the lyrics. So I guess that could be a this conversation for a back and forth all day with never a conclusion, but it is a shame when people do disregard it. it it's terrible. I, I think it sucks so bad. And, um, and, and then I see like, you know, like what's mainstream, you know, what's, what's popular. And I'm just mm. like, this is a fucking joke. I don't know. Yeah. And I hate to be that way too. Cause I don't want to sound like a stickler for just like, or a gatekeeper to this genre, but it's like, damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess it's just, you know, it is what it is, you know, um, maybe people were, I think we're different too though. Cause like when I talk to people about, you know, music and, and you know, what we listen to, it just seems like some people aren't interested in like the deep connection with the lyrics. Some people really are there just for the instruments or, the you know the catchiness the, the catchiness the, yeah like like i want the beat yeah i want the song to fucking hit me <laughs> like yeah. you know because because some of them do as so many of them do that we listen to so I, yeah everyone's different at the end of the day but it is a shame when someone you know turns their eye to it just because they're scream vocals yeah and double absolutely. bass and shit you know I'm like ugh, you're missing out mm-hmm. but okay mm-hmm. uh next up is a record that is interesting um i think it's good i think it's really good uh disobedient um is it a good follow-up to diamond well uh that's up for debate i guess but the standout songs for me on this record i like really really stand out i think the crown is the best record or best song on the album for sure uh left you behind is very deep and i love how powerful it is to whom it may concern uh, nobody, what choice did you give us? And then I think it starts with me as such a great intro to the album. Just it, it fucking gets you pumped. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this, you know, record when it came out and, and, and listening to it? Well, I think um, it is a great record. I just think that the follow-up from diamond, you know, just kind of pretty tough. It wasn't, it wasn't diamond. It was hard to do. Yeah. With that being said, there are great songs. I mean, it's a great album. Um, it's just not a diamond album, which again, I just don't know if you can hit. Um, there's 
the singles are good. Um, nobody, I mean, what choice did you give us? There's just a lot of great songs on it. I, I don't dislike this album at all. It's, you know, it's a really good album. Um, they had a lot of features on here. Walter Delgado from, uh, I believe, Rotting Out. Yeah, Rotting Out. And then Scott from Terror and Toby Morris of H2O. So there's a lot of, it was a great follow-up. Um, I mean, that's kind of it. Uh, you know, it's it, that's exactly what it is. It's the follow-up, you know. Um, I don't, I feel like Better Ash Than Dust started to be a, a shift in, I, I don't know, it's weird. They did, that's why um, the Recycle Heart, Recycle Diamond, and the Recycle uh, Infinite Symbol, you know, those three records really seem like a, like a chunk of, like a chapter, if you will, for them. And then Better Ash Than Dust be, became, uh, became something different. I mean, obviously, it's still Stick Your Guns and sounds pretty much close to the same. There's not too much um, difference. I just feel like those three albums were really pinnacles for them. And Disobedient is very good. We've seen them play this these songs a lot as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I was going to ask you too, I believe all three albums, Diamond, Disobedient, and uh, Hope Division, all have like a really strong, well, see, okay, Where, where the Sun Never Sleeps is not, um, I mean, it's a great song, but it's not like Diamond or um, it starts with me, but like those, I thought that those three records all had like a, like a beginning track, which wasn't like, it was kind of short, but it was kind of like repeating really strong lyrics. Yeah. But again, same thing, stick to your guns, kind of you know, hitting it with the strong lyrics, lyrical content. Um, you know, they talk about like nothing you can do to me. was basically about, seemed like I'm pretty sure it was about kind of, animal abuse and kind of stuff like that and um you know these guys like i said they just they really always kind of do exactly what they need to do um and this album was just as good as you know some of their other ones i think like i said just coming from diamond we really are invested in diamond so it's hard to disobedient was great but it just wasn't as pinnacle a, a pinnacle album for us you know yeah, it's uh, it's tough, but it, I mean, it's still it's still pretty good though. I think it holds its own very well. And um, you already mentioned it, but you know, honestly, I think Better Ash Than Dust is the shit. I think it's it's, it's fucking amazing. Besides, I think No Tolerance is probably the weakest song on the EP, but man, the rest of them are fucking insane. And the, the suspend is about his mom, and you know, just us having such a good relationship with our mom, and um, you know. It, songs like this like even though even though the situations can be very different still like someone writing a song about their mom you know still um allows me to relate to my relationship with our mom so like so, so ugh, the suspend hits me pretty hard honestly it's a it's a brutal song but better ash than dust right out the gate fantastic song universal language was their main single and you know no tolerance is good i just you know i just don't think it's there with like never ending stories you know i think it's still above it but uh yeah this ep was a sweet change that i loved a lot i i replayed the hell out of this ep mm-hmm. <laughs> um what about yeah. you again i like what he you know what he talks about i mean to me he he never strays away from um talking about the what's going on and um 
and so that kind of is one point that throughout all of his album their albums is one of my favorite things um and this ep was definitely had that um i'm trying to remember what song it is it's universal language i believe the first uh sorry i'm trying to look it up um when violence is the only language this world comprehends, don't be surprised when it speaks to you in a way you can understand. I mean, that right there is just like, you know, is, I mean, it just speaks for itself. And that yeah. right there, that's that song is probably one of my favorites on the album. I mean, the EP, I agree with you 100% that No Tolerance is probably the the, the weakest song. I think better. even musically too, though, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, it just, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. It sounded too much like revolutionary mental attitude from disobedient. Like they sound very similar to me in the writing. Mm. More, um, more just kind of punk punkish, more like punk thrash, you know, just like, you know, very fast, but I don't know. It just didn't hit me like the other ones. I just think every other song just does something better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the suspended, you said the suspended is about his mom. Oops, sorry. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. If I did, I don't remember, but yeah, I felt uh, to, to a degree, I felt like better ash than dust. If it was, if it had been a full length would be a better follow-up to diamond. Is that, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then I think uh, Disobedient would be a good follow-up from Better Ash Than Does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just different time periods, of course. But um, I think uh, Better Ash Than Dust was like, you know, the the uh, Disobedient Part 2. It really wraps it up, I think, you mm-hmm. know, what they started with that record and, and the, the type of writing that they were doing uh, definitely wraps it up. Uh, but it's it's amazing. Like yeah. Now, now I just want to get in my truck and drive around and listen to their music. Like I don't even want to go work out. Yeah, well, I was gonna get Taco Bell after. So. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I wanted a Mexican pizza and then I'll work out tonight. <laughs> I know, dude. I've been eating like shit this weekend. Ugh. It's terrible. I had crumble cookies and I have cold stone in the freezer for later. I'm just I don't know what I'm doing right now. I'm living life on the edge. Um, I guess so. So they have a new record coming out soon, but. The last record they released, True View, came out in 2017. It's their sixth album. And their uh, their first single from this record was Married to the Noise. Um, pretty pretty good song. Uh, actually, um, I think it was The Sun, The Moon, The Truth. Or was it Married to the Noise first? Mm-hmm. Either way, the two singles are The Sun, The Moon, The Truth, Penance of Self. And then married to the noise, the the sun, the moon, the truth is a fucking mind blow. I, I love this song. Uh, Della Nail is good. Cave Conem is fucking just a just a beast of a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fucking good. Song besides through the chain through link, the chain link just fucking hits me. The reach for me just sounds like a Foo Fighter song, but it's a really good song. Like I I don't mean that in any disrespect. I think it's a really good song. Um. You are free, very short, but very impactful. The better days before me owed nothing. Like this, this record's all over the place. Um, I think it's fantastic, though. I really do like it. And I feel like this is something we haven't talked about with like Chris, you know, you, me, and Chris, like what you guys think of this album. You know, I feel like it came out and no one really talked about it. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's kind of weird. Um, I don't know why. Uh, it, it's a great album. I think the standouts for me are Kaveh Kanam, Delanel, um, Through the Chain Link, for sure. Through the Chain Link, I wish. I feel like if I remember correctly, it's kind of short. It's very the, short. Uh, yeah, I wish it had actually been longer. And I felt like they kind of left a little meat on the bone. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. Three Feet from Peace is amazing. Um, again, lyrically, all these songs hit. Um, I felt like Married to the Noise and The Reach for me was, they're a little bit, I don't want to say they were different because I, I feel like Stick Your Guns kind of has an encompassing sound where they, where they can be absolutely heavy and, and short and hardcore. And then they can also do like a quote unquote, like Foo Fighters-esque rock song with, again, just really good vocals and just a well-done written song. Um, I just think it was a trip, though, because the reach for me got a music video and stuff before the album came out. And did it? Then, yeah. Yeah, it's where he's like running in the church or a music hall or something. I remember him running. I remember the video a little bit. I don't remember it coming out before, but whatever. I think Kaveh Kanan got a music video too, but I don't know. I just I just think uh, the album just kind of came out. Like, I honestly, I don't remember anyone talking about it. Like, not even just outside of our circle. Like, I don't remember talking to anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, and we've seen him play the, these songs a couple times thank on this God, album. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know we've seen Kavikana, Married to the Noise a couple times, numerous times. Pretty sure they played Chain Link live. I'm pretty sure we've seen them through the uh, through the Chain Link. Chain Link. Oh well, we just saw them last year, didn't we? Who did I go with to Anaheim? House of Blues. That was last year. That was two years ago, three years ago. Dude, that was a long time ago. That wasn't that. Well, yeah, with Architects. Yeah, that was with Charlie. That's how long ago it was. Yeah, no. Oh my yeah. god, that show was so good too. Like Architects, oh, everyone sounded good. Yeah, I like the House of Blues actually. Yeah, that's a great venue. But yeah, you know, now that you bring it up, I don't know why um, we don't talk about this one more. To be quite honest, yeah, I might go uh, listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I think I will too. I gotta um, go do some stuff. But yeah, um, I think I don't know. I really don't have much to say about the album. To be quite honest, it's a great album. Again, strong lyrics, great uh, writing. Uh, great singles uh, just great question Ryan I don't know I'm kind of stumped on that maybe Diamond and, and Hope Division and Diamond were just so impactful at the time for us and I don't even want to say that it was like a nostalgic thing um, I just think that you know it was kind of maybe disobedient kind of threw it off a little bit I think so us. too and Better Ash Than Dust was just an EP, so it wasn't really like... It was definitely... It was like, great, but it wasn't really like a, a, a full length. That, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, they uh, they switched over to Pure Noise Records and they released... Um, I don't know if they... Re- uh, I think True View was on Pure Noise as well. Yes. So Better Ash, Better Ash and, and True, True View. View. And then they released a single during COVID called Dove and Fist, which was fucking incredible. Just such a good song. Um, do you remember that song by any chance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the Pure Noise Sampler record five song thing. Yeah. Great, um, great song. 
um really good song just mm-hmm. fucking hits you <laughs> it doesn't let up yeah yeah well um, that's what i'm kind of hoping for for specter yeah so we're obviously going to get into that so specter comes out uh do you know when it comes out uh, uh, july 29th I believe. yeah july 29th yep yeah. so specter is coming out and it's got two dogs it's got a hammer on it you know it's got the diamond recycle logo which i think people are kind of like okay and yeah um, I'm, I'm interested in seeing I'd, I'd like to hear why they use that again not that i'm against it but you know um their first single they put out for that was is fucking awesome more of us than them more, yeah it's just a really good song yeah uh it's just a solid straight up stick to your guns um song yeah it's heavy the lyrics again are just impactful um Weapon, I do like Weapon. I, it's not as good. I'm absolutely not as good as more of us than them. So I, the one thing I'm curious to see about Spectre, too, not only did they reuse the Diamond logo, but they've been sitting on this album for two years, year and a half, somewhere in there. Yeah. So, you know, it's I'm not saying that, that it's just kind of a weird thing, I guess, knowing that it's kind of they we've lost the time, quote unquote, COVID time and all that. So I'll just be real interested to see what this actually sounds like. I'm excited for it, though. I want to check it out, of course. Um, but I am interested to see, you know, because more of us than them and Weapon are two totally different songs. Uh, so, yeah. And wh- what do you think? I mean, what, do you, what are your thoughts on Spectre so far? Uh, I think more of us than them is uh, vastly better than Weapon. But Weapon definitely grew on me, as we talked about. Um, but I... I I am curious to see like where they go with the record, um, you know, because we still obviously have so many songs left on it to check out. But clearly my heart is uh, and it's going to go straight into weapon. So I don't even know if that's going to be like an impactful song. It might just be like an instrumental intro and then go straight into it. Uh, Who dares wins. You got hush a world to win. Open up my head, liberate the shine instruments of the end father and no way to live. So the song titles are still very interesting to me. I think we're going to be in for a treat. I hope we are because honestly, this is kind of like the fun thing about this podcast. And for anyone who listens to it, like us talking about all these records makes me want to stop everything I'm doing and listen to their entire discography. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go listen to Trivia right now. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really excited to see like what Spectre brings to the table. It comes out uh, seven days after my birthday. So I'll be really excited to check that out. I love uh, anything that comes out around my birthday i'm weird and i always have some sentiment to it um so yeah i'm excited to check it out man I, I i think there's a lot of hype behind it but i'm trying to maintain my expectations if they release one more single that will definitely let me know where i need to feel but i don't you know only a month and a half out i don't know if we'll get another one yeah we probably will well i'd like to see uh open up my head or uh liberate your father i know dude fuck father like that's gonna be intense potentially yeah hope I mean, yeah hopefully it's like the suspend and amber um you know talk and then built upon the sands about his cousin so yeah like this dude knows how to write songs about his family members <laughs> yeah um yeah we'll yeah. see we'll see um yeah i don't know like i said i think just it being too too roughly i, I want to say they've been sitting on it for like two years that old um I mean, I'm sure, you know, obviously nobody's heard it except them or whatever, but we'll see how it turns out. Um, I'm excited for it. I want to ask you, what do you think of like, I mean, do you like their acoustic stuff? Did you listen to the meeting remains? The what? 
the Meaning Remains EP, the red one, the acoustic songs? No. Oh, okay. Amber acoustic, nobody acoustic, forgiveness of self acoustic. I didn't even. And then I don't they, even have it downloaded. <laughs> they covered "Take on Me" acoustically. Uh, I'll check it out. Uh, honestly, I don't really. I, when I when I think of "Stick to Your Guns," I think of like, like get the fuck up <laughs> and move. Yeah, but I think. So, well, we still believe acoustic is fucking amazing. Right? No, it is. So, and then I didn't know Amber got um, uh, an acoustic version. So I'm excited to check it out. And then "Forgiveness of Self" is great. "Take on Me" is gonna be a fun cover. Nobody's well, take on me is actually really fun because they they brought somebody in to do saxophone. Okay. Mark. No, I'm excited to check it out. Um, it's just like when I, I think just because like you know high school and you know uh, young adulthood. Like when I think of stick to your guns, I just think of like their lyrics and like how 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 they just motivate you and yeah you know, pump you up. You know because these are some fucking super awesome song so no i'll check out this ep this week for sure and then um yeah i mean that's pretty much it for stick to your guns i feel like we've covered so much uh it, i mean if this episode doesn't make someone out there hype to listen to this band i don't know what will well hopefully it does um if not just go fucking listen to it anyway because you should yeah all of their stuff download it shuffle it whatever uh what's your favorite record oh i'm sorry yeah so we'll do a uh, favorite record and then favorite song and we'll kind of wrap it up uh favorite record god it's crazy because we're talking about it and i'm like remembering how i feel like when these releases come out uh, it's gonna be diamond yeah it's gonna be diamond hope division is extremely sentimental to me of course um but i think diamond is like start to finish just fucking banger after banger um, with the weakest song on that record being the bond for me because it takes too long to start instrumentally so if you listen to it the drums and the guitars they just they really like drown out the rest of the song and by the time you actually get to the lyrics you're like yeah I'm, i kind of got out of it um but i would say a runner-up true view man yeah i really like true view i remember enjoying it a lot when it came out that's why like it blows my mind away that we never really talk about it <laughs> or better ash than dust if an ep can count because i really love that ep a lot yeah the ep is really good i got Corey listening to them uh you're Corey. wow Currently, that's Corey. interesting mm-hmm. didn't see that fucking coming yeah he likes it yeah it's good man um but yeah diamond's probably your favorite right <laughs> yeah no it is it is uh, yeah. it's just uh it's just you know it's it's rewarding as a fan when you listen to these bands when you when you listen to them start and you're and you're actually there uh to see them grow into their own and and see where they can challenge themselves creatively and then you know with jesse with his vocals and to see where he's at at the time of diamond and all you know josh joining the band and this is his first record with them uh it's a pretty fucking standout record because josh has a very specific way with his guitars too like you know when his riff is being showcased a little bit more in the song as opposed to Chris's. So yeah, I just think uh diamond is uh one for the books for sure. But what mm-hmm. is your like it's tough, but what is your favorite stick to your gun song that you have on repeat all the time if you had to? I don't. I don't have one that's on repeat. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, do you like one freaking song from them that you just absolutely can't live without? Yeah, Cave Conum. I mean, that's a great song. It's one of my favorites off that album. Yeah, I just think uh, when you think of that song and and what it brings, I I can I can repeat it 
Um, but like seriously, in my top five, because this is how hard it is, it'd be Kave Kanam through the chain link, built upon the sand, the suspend, and then um I think better ash than dust. Yeah. Uh, mm. I'm a very specific fan of theirs. Like there's certain songs they do that like stick with me really hard. Um, not that the other songs are bad. Mm-hmm. But uh these guys are seriously talented. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question, man. Yeah, it's tough, man. I think built upon the sands, like right there too. You know, it's just like fuck. I mean, even trying to come up with the top five, I think would be hard for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, to be honest, because I mean, Devin Fist is so good. Kave Conum's really good. I really um, like Amber a lot. Amber, um, we still believe more of us than them. I mean, um, this is choose nothing. Yeah, I choose nothing's pretty good actually. With that's, a, that's a good song. I mean, that's with uh, Scott Vogel, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Scott's got a good voice too. I like him a lot. Yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it's a little tough there, buddy. It's it's horrible. <laughs> it's not easy at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll have to come back to you on that one there. And then, what is your least favorite song from them? If you have one, doesn't mean the song sucks. It just means it's a song you really just like. Ah, I don't need to hear this song. Well, unfortunately, I would skip a lot more of the for what it's worth, and that's solely based off of quality. Quality. Um, that was the first record I listened to, so it's not like, and I think, yeah, I think just the quality of the record, it's hard to put it on shuffle and just sit there and listen to every single um, song for me. Yeah. But um, so anything, so it has to be Hope Division or later then. Because it comes from the heart and for the for what as their heart. worst, no, they're like any or my least any, favorite song, least favorite song from any of those records after Hope Division. Um, I don't think there's anything on Hope Division or Diamond. I'd probably have to pick something off Disobedient, which might be like well, mine's record. Revolutionary Mental Attitude. I just I don't like the sound of the song. I just mm. there's, it just takes me out of it. Kind of like the Bond. Both of those songs I think are their weakest ones they've ever released. Mm. Not that they're bad. I'm just saying. Like even when we saw them live in Soma and they actually had the RMA like lights and stuff like the, the police lights and all that. It was cool to like see them with their set, but like it just, the song just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, then... I like all of them. I don't know, dude. That's a really hard question. <laughs> all their shit. Fair enough. Yeah. Why is that song not on there? I was trying to find... I choose nothing on my iTunes. I'm sorry, my uh, Apple Music. Yeah, it won't let me play that song, and it is track eight on the track listing. Yeah, it's not a bonus. Then if no, I know, but then if you go to the actual Apple Music, disobedient, it's not on there. Hmm. That song. Oh yeah, it's not. That's weird. I wonder why. Yeah. Because I just realized it wasn't uh, wasn't downloaded on my phone, so I went to go download it, but I don't see it. Are you, it is a bonus song because I'm looking at Disobedient. And like, so if you look at things up in the Apple Music Store, it says number eight is Disobedient. So it's, it starts with me. What choice did you give us? Nobody, RMA, nothing you can do to me, to whom it may concern. The crown, disobedient, the war inside, left you behind. It is a bonus song. 
It is? Yeah. Because I'm looking at the regular disobedient release right now. And then I have on mine, I have the deluxe edition added. So I have the crown every second and nothing you can do to me acoustic. But yeah, I choose nothing's not here. It's weird. It's not on there either? Nope. Awesome. But uh, anywho, uh, I think we're I think we're good here. I think we covered quite a bit with the stick to your guns mm-hmm. for today. So uh, yeah, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? No, just uh, people who haven't listened to it, go check them out. Read their lyrics before you start getting crazy. And, um, you know, let us know what you uh, think. Definitely That's let us know it. what you think. So, <laughs> yeah, let us know. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Core Collective podcast. Uh, we don't know what our next episode's on yet. So, stay tuned for that. I do have an idea that I'll be sharing with the guys after this. Maybe a new type of episode we'll do. So, yeah, keep an eye out and thank you so much for listening. And, uh, Eric, do you have anything else you want to say? Nope, that's it. Everybody have a good week and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. We'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye. Bye.